You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. This is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. I have Caroline Klatt. Uh, she's the CEO and co-founder of Headliner Labs. And uh, we'll get into the description of what they do by asking her instead of me just, you know, reading a paragraph of text. So, Caroline, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so tell me about Headliner Labs. What's the premise? So, Headliner Labs, um, I started Headliner after I spent most of my career in e-commerce and retail. I started working in, in retail um, back when I was in high school, and I'll give you this background because it's really where Headliner comes from, but I started working at Steve Madden when I was in high school. I met Steve the man in a shopping mall, and we, we hit it off, and I ended up going to work for him when I was in high school and college, and then after that, I worked at Ralph Lauren, Collective Brands, which owned Payless, um, and then I worked at McKinsey Consulting for retail companies, and um, when I was... I, I was recruited from McKinsey to a large startup called Fab.com, which is one of these big unicorns based out of New York on e-commerce peer play. And basically throughout all of these experiences, uh, there was one, one common thread and one key challenge. Basically, retailers have one objective. It's to get you to buy stuff, right? So they spend all their money on digital ads. Most of that's on Facebook. And you drive people to your website. When they hit your website, you really want them to buy something, but about 2% will actually convert to purchase. And so if they don't buy something, you really, really try to get their email address because at the very least, then you can keep marketing to them. And that's kind of it. Like that's the brand to consumer relationship. And I saw a real opportunity when Facebook opened up its API to add Messenger and to add messaging as a really personal direct connection between brands and their customers. And so... That's what we. That's why we built Headliner. Uh, we we believe that people are on their phones all day long. On your phone, you're messaging with your friends, with your peers, with your colleagues, between SMS and social media and Slack. That is where you spend time. And retailers or any company, if they want to reach you in the channels that that are actually relevant to you in your life, they should be inside of these messaging apps also. So, what does a common experience look like? Let's say I go to like I don't know some shoe store online and I'm looking at shoes and I and I, I get interrupted and I leave the website. You know, what happens then or what happens on the website to keep me engaged? Great question because we deal with both. So when you think, we work with a lot of shoe brands, Kenneth Cole, Cole Haan. And if you're shopping on the Cole Haan website and you have to agree to get messages from them, much like you'd have to agree, agree to get email. But if you leave the website, they can actually send you a direct message, so a DM inside of Facebook Messenger that says, you know, hey there, 
they could pull in your name. They can make it super personal. But, you know, hey, we saw you were looking at this navy blue sneaker. Um, you know, we saved it for you. And you can actually respond to that and say, oh, well, actually, I didn't order it because I didn't think it, I have an extra wide foot and that I couldn't buy it because it looks like it's for narrow feet. And they have the opportunity to either answer you using AI or to get, direct you to a, to a salesperson. But the beauty of this is we're sending these marketing messages right to your DMs. So the open rate is about 96%, right? People really engage with oh, wow. these. And what, yeah, it's insane. I mean, think about it. You open your messages, right? <laughs> Somebody messages you, you open it. Yeah. And so when brands are reaching you with short form content, one message, it doesn't take long to load. It doesn't, you know, it's not in a promotions folder. It's not like a long thing with lots of pictures and text and different copies, just and colors. It's just messages with the relevant image that's small and designed for your phone and the way you're communicating on your phone. And so they can send you exactly the item that you were looking at, make it super seamless for you to purchase it right there within the message, or help you find the products or the solution that you needed to enable you to make a purchase. And so it's just native. It's native right. to our behavior in 2018. Um, so that's well, how do you, um, you know, one quick question. When you, when you initially asked for permission to do the messaging, I would think that's the biggest hurdle. So what kind of like ethical bribe do you have to offer? Or how do you get people to say, all right, send me direct messages versus no, I don't want to be, I don't want to be bothered. That's a good question. And I like your term ethical bribe. Um, it's, you absolutely look opting people into anything. You, you can give them an incentive. It's always going to be the most effective when you offer an incentive. So if you can say, you know, Hey, here's 10% off your order. If you opt into getting messages, um, that's a real incentive. We have lots of brands who just say stay in the loop with getting messages. Um, and that's also valuable. Or you can offer a service. So a lot of the companies we work with, we work with a lot of great beauty brands. And they actually say, you know, hey, chat with us on Messenger to get personalized recommendations, right? And so you say, great. You opt into getting messages. You start chatting with them. And what they do is they send you, they have an automated conversation. It's fully powered by AI and automation. And they can say to you, oh, Caroline, great. Let's help you find the perfect product. What's your skin tone? What's your, what are your concerns? You know, how much time do you spend doing, you know, with your skincare routine? Ask me questions about me and make, then make smart product recommendations. And this is a huge value. It's not a discount, but it's helping me find products. It's providing me with an actual basically a virtual salesperson. And that by adding that value, we see a lot of customers opt into getting messages as well. Yeah, that makes sense. And do you do you handle this mostly through AI chatbots or are there real people on the other end in certain cases? Like how do you decide what to do? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it's really more up to the brands. Um, AI is, is a good starting point. So it really works to help narrow down. It, you know, it, hurt, it helps to... to Narrow down selections is what I like to say. It's basically like funneling search. And so if you are, you know, we work with Saks Fifth Avenue. Saks Fifth Avenue knows that their customers come to their site, new customers in particular, come to the site, and it's really overwhelming. They have thousands of SKUs. And so they can provide what they call a gift concierge, basically help you pick out gifts for the people you're shopping for by asking you questions about that person. And they're lifestyle questions, right? So who are you shopping for? What does she like to do on the weekends? Um, 
you know, where would you find her in an evening? And they use these answers to then filter out products and make recommendations that are really relevant to the, the end recipient of the, of the item. Um, once it gets into more complicated conversation, we have a layer of, of AI and NLP that will handle, you know, that first line of defense. But then it hands off to a live agent if the brand wants to or can handle the, the support, which most of our brands do um, because it's so high value, right? If you have a customer who's really trying to shop and has a question, you want a person answering that because that will convert the sale, right? That's your opportunity. We think of this kind of like a virtual sales associate. So when you walk into a store, every retailer staffs their store with personnel. You want your personnel talking to customers and helping them make purchases. Online, you don't have a salesperson. And so our, our chatbots, our AI experiences, can serve as that first line of being, being a virtual salesperson. And if a customer is really excited and really interested, then if you can hand them over to a live agent, um, you know, it's, we see a, a tremendous conversion to purchase from that. Yeah, you could also skew it for if, if someone's looking at, you know, items that are over 200 bucks or 500 bucks or whatever, you know, it's definitely worth the brand's time to have a real person hang out with that person and, you know, provide feedback instead of just an AI because they're a higher value customer. Absolutely. We, we see some really interesting things. Um, high value products, you definitely want to talk to the customer. We also work with a lot of digitally native brands, so these really fast-growing, well-funded brands. And they don't have physical locations or they, you know, like they certainly, their core of their retail is done online. And so even for not such an expensive item, they want to talk to every customer. Like that personal touch, um, that, that level of, of one-on-one -on -one interaction, one-on-one -on -one attention and communication, they really want to deliver that. And so um, we see those brands also opt to hand off to a live agent pretty quickly. Um I would think retailers probably resist your good advice, you know, because I've seen, I don't know, I don't, I don't shop a lot, but when I have, it just seems like they're terrible. You know, uh, it's funny, online, there's all these devices to capture people's attention and everything, but physical in-store, that's where it seems like they're the worst. Like, at best, they'll say, oh, can I get your email address? But they don't tell you why, and there's no follow-up, there's no personalization or anything. Do you... Do you try to tie the online and offline world in, you know, using data from online to offline or vice versa? Or is that not an area yet you're working in? No, it definitely is. I mean, the, so a lot of what we do is the marketing automation, right? So we send you messages that say, you know, hey, you bought this product a, a month ago, time to replenish, right? Um, a lot of abandoned cart messages, price drop notifications, back in stock alerts, right? Really automated kind of messages, those triggered messages that perform insanely well because they're really specific to each customer and what that customer wanted, right? I was looking at a sweater. I added it to my shopping cart. I decided to leave. If the price drops on that sweater, there's a good chance that I'm going to be the person who wants to buy it, right? And so um, a lot of it starts with that. But some of the brands have an online offline component. And we do see a lot of interesting use cases around taking people who've been to a site and have looked at stuff and trying to get them to go to a store. And this works really well with high-touch purchases like furniture, right? So if you're browsing couches and we can say, you know, hey, head over to the nearest location. Here it is. Provide a store locator, right? So we can pull your information, provide a store locator, right. and say, you know, here it is. Um, head over to the nearest location and 
oftentimes actually provide an incentive for when you get there. So, you know, like here's 10% off when you walk into the store just for you, you know. And so trying to get customers to go into stores, to go to events, that is definitely something we're seeing a lot of, which is is especially effective with high-value purchases. What about um, a person's purchase history or if they visited the site before X number of times or, again, if they bought something, are you able to personalize the experience when they come back? Welcome back, you know, Mike. We saw last time you did this or that. Or welcome back, you know, and make suggestions. Yeah, we, we definitely can. I mean, we do a lot of our communication not on site. So a lot of the communication is um, we follow up with you inside of other channels. So what we can say is, you know, hey, we, we know you were looking at white boots. Here's how some other customers are styling it. Or here are some new things we think you'd love, right? And so it's bringing you back to the store. It's bringing you back to make the purchase. Um, not even if you're not coming back to the site on your own. And that's actually the real value here is that a lot of customers won't come back to your site. And if we can give them a reason to come back or give them the ability to purchase without coming back, that's, that's I mean, immediate sales. It's basically found sales. Well, how else have you found to connect with them in addition to Facebook Messenger? You also do email, it sounds like. Any other channels that are working? I mean, can you do text or is that really limited? You know, what else works for what demographics? Yeah, so we don't do email. Email is the one thing that's been around for a really long time, and that's really where I think um, works. I look, look, I love email. Every retailer is going to be heavily dependent on their email, but it's also the smallest opportunity space because email is super crowded, super saturated, and really, really, really isn't getting the open rates and the engagement that it did once upon a time and that, um, that you know, retailers have come to expect. And so that's the opportunity with moving into Messenger. It's that it's not saturated, and it's also just much more native to, to shoppers on their phones. So mobile, mobile shopping is growing dramatically, right? Shopping is most of our customers have almost 90% traffic to their mobile sites. Uh, the purchase rate is still closer to a 50-50 split where people make their final purchase on desktop. But huge amount of browsing and shopping is, and, and um, discovery is happening on mobile. And it's really, really hard to understand, to capture users' emails and to connect with users on on mobile. And messaging, because it is so native to what you do on mobile, um, has a much greater success rate. It's greater, you have a greater opt-in rate, so you have more customers who are interested in getting mobile messages, um, and then you have a much higher open-end conversion rate. Okay, makes sense. Um, do you notice, again, differences in uh, different types of retailers, the behavior of people, or different price points? Do, does this seem to work well for certain types of brands and not as well for other types of brands? Honestly, it's it, any brand that wants to be around and wants to be relevant to a, to a digital consumer in two years and three years has to be doing messaging. Like, if you're doing email, you need to be doing Messenger. So every single brand, every single price point, every single product, not just retail. I mean, anybody who relies on email as a marketing channel is going to have to have a messaging strategy. That strategy might be different, right? If I'm selling a couch, maybe the strategy is let's get you into a store, right? Let's leverage our communication channels to bring you to stores. Let's leverage our communication channels to show you videos and and to send out content. It's not always just a hard sell, um, and that really does change by product, by industry, um, by customer that you're targeting. But the idea that brands or retailers or companies will remain outside of a messaging channel um, is, it, I mean, think about it from a, from your from a perspective of a consumer. 
if you're texting and messaging and chatting, if a brand wants to reach you, like, aren't they best best served doing that in the channels where you're spending time? You know, right. so for a it brand to, to not have this strategy just means you will not be relevant to a digitally native shopper. Makes sense. Do you do you work with push notifications as well, or is that a different beast? No, it does. So push notifications are interesting. They're, they can be a standalone product, or they can be part of apps. So because we do a lot of the social media channels, like Messenger, Messenger sends push notifications. So if Cole Hahn is sending you a message, you will get a push from it from Messenger. And push is important. Right. Push is great. What, so what are some of the uh, coolest or most successful uh, campaigns you've seen a brand do? I don't know if you can mention a few to get people, give people an idea of what's possible. Yeah, well, the 100% of it, we, so we work with a lot of really big enterprise-level retailers. Um, I believe 100% of our retailers do marketing automation. It's kind of our baseline, right? So 100% of our retailers will basically send you all sorts of personalized, triggered messages based on your on-site behavior. You come to the Sally Beauty website, and you look at a few products, and you leave the site, they will, we will automate messages that just remind you of what you were looking at and are designed to bring you back. And they're super, super effective. I mean, it's a baseline. You can be set up and running with that within minutes. So it's, it's a low-tech effort, but a high impact. And it, that itself makes Messenger typically your, one of your top three, normally your third biggest revenue channel. So um, hugely, hugely impactful, and that's where we always start. And so anyone who's thinking about a messaging strategy, we always say start there. Your customers are already used to getting these messages, right? You're connecting on-site behavior with this new channel. And so it's, it's an immediate value add across the board. Um, the reason we took this unique approach, actually, is because when chatbots became like the hot thing, right, when everybody was talking about chatbots, there was a huge proliferation of these really high, um, I would call them like innovations. There, there was a proliferation of innovation, like these innovative experiential bots, right, like design your own sneaker and try on lipstick. And they all failed. Like none of them exist anymore. Basically, they were these standalone experiences where a brand had to believe that a customer was going to do something on a new platform totally outside of their normal behavior, right? I'm not used to looking for a brand on a social channel and trying on makeup there. And so it was it's so far from what's a normal e-commerce behavior that like simply it didn't take off. I saw the channel as a real opportunity to do what people are already doing, right? So you are as a brand are already messaging customers. You're just doing it in a channel that's becoming outdated. And so if we can take that same behavior and the same kind of tie together what you're doing on site with this new channel, then you really introduce people to a channel in a way that makes sense and in a way that they're continuing to engage with it. So it's less alien to them. That's why you're using exactly. the Facebook API. Exactly. Okay. Like, you know, it's all of a sudden, oh, okay, great. Facebook is where I communicate. The communication is the same. The kind of value I'm getting is the same. You know, it's just a better way of reaching me. Um, and so that, that was the approach that we took. I was a marketer at the time. And as a marketer, I was really stunted by my inability to reach customers beyond email, right? If I got your email, I would just... Yeah email the heck out of you because that was my one way to get in touch. And so if we can open up more, uh, more channels, um, that's, that's really valuable. 
So what's a customer you have that like does everything you say, uses every tool in the arsenal? What does that look like? We have a few customers that do that. Um, so if you look at Sally Beauty or Wander Beauty, Dr. Brand Skincare, um, basically what that looks like is, one, marketing automation. So if you go to the Sally Beauty site and you look at products and you don't check out, they're going to follow up with you, right, with triggered messages based on your behavior. Part two is giving you a conversational experience. So, you know, part one is, hey, you, you know, you were browsing this item. Here are some things you might like. Part two is saying, you know, are you not sure what products you need? Let me help you, right? And so that's when the, the brand says, how can I help you? Um, how can I help you find what you need? And ask a bunch of questions, right? So ask you, Richard, what's relevant to you, what's important to you, um, to right. get you to the products that you need. And then the third piece of it is offering this product both inside of chat, but also on the website. So having a virtual advisor or a chatbot on your site to, in an automated way and a scalable way, help customers find their products. Okay. Yeah, this is, uh, it makes sense. Like, for instance, um, you know, I went to Amazon to get new shoes and I'm a 4E. And the brand that I was, or the sneaker I was looking at, I couldn't see that they had a 4E. So I'm like, all right, well, I can't order from them. So I had to go to another site to try to find it. And that's what I ended up doing. But, you know, they lost me because of that. So right. some interaction would help big time. Right, totally. And it, it's possible that they can do like a drop from store, you know, like they just, because you couldn't ask that question, you left. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I see it also too, physically in, um, you know, in retail stores, uh, they may not have an item in stock and they won't order it for you. They'll say, oh, just go to the website or they won't say anything. And, you know, people will like pull out their phones. I've seen them do it and just order stuff off of Amazon and the store loses the sale and Amazon gets them, for instance, you know. It's so there's totally got to be this crazy. interaction. Otherwise, you're like leaving people a lot of money on the table, you know. Well, that's what's happening. I mean, we are as consumers trained to be so incredibly lazy. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like I can get any I live in New York City. So I can literally get anything I need with a click of a few buttons on Amazon in an hour. And so you've got to provide some value to me beyond that or that competes with that. If you're going to – like I can't go on Amazon and really get to know a brand and really start to get personalized recommendations from a brand and really build that ongoing relationship where like you become my skincare advisor or you become my shoe provider or my – you know, like I, that doesn't exist. But the convenience exists. And so I need to have, I, you, as a brand, you need to be offering that, that, those great experiences to, to really compete in an era of convenience. Makes sense, yeah. So uh, what size of a business do you need in order to be able to uh, work with your technology? Is it only for big brands or small ones or what's the metrics? So we work with, any brand can use the technology. Uh, we typically work with, with enterprise-level retailers, um, really because enterprise-level retailers understand and have a team that recognizes this need, and so they're, they're able to come and seek it out. But um, any retailer can work with us. It's a total platform that is plug-and-play and ready to go. And then, all right, so what's ahead for the next six months or a year? What are some of the new innovations you're working on? Yeah, so we, I mean, there's a lot on the roadmap. Um, we, we started out by building on Messenger, which we love, but we definitely are opening up lots of other channels. Um, the belief, our belief, is that you should be able to reach customers wherever they want to be reached. And so um, 
that's definitely a priority for us is is opening up more channels, integrating all these channels really cohesively. Um, and that's across messaging apps, across voice platforms. I mean, I we we really believe strongly that the future of of interactions with between consumers and brands is going to be chat, short form chat, and voice. And so, leading the charge and making sure brands are are ahead of the curve, um, meeting their customers where they're already spending time is is our whole goal as a company. That right, makes sense. So, what's the best way for folks to get in touch and to you know check out the product and sign up or you know see what you have to offer? Yeah, well, come to our website, headlinerlabs.com. Email me, um, Leany at Headliner Labs or team at Headliner Labs or hello. Somebody will get in touch. Uh, we love, love, love talking to people who are interested in, in messaging. And obviously, if you're selling any product, um, you should be doing it. If you're not, you should be. Yeah, all right. Very good. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. And uh, I can see this is a, it's a big time need because I, I'm disappointed by shopping experiences like I don't know, probably 90% of the time. So a lot of brands need to do this and they're not. They really need to be doing it. It's really incredible. I mean, it's as soon as a brand starts it, they realize what the opportunity is and how quickly they should have started this, right? We've never, ever, ever had a retailer turn basically who says, you know, oh, actually messaging people isn't where I need to be, you know? And so it's such a no-brainer. It's just a question of, of brands learning about this and taking advantage of it. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Thank you.